Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this, the Spurs News Podcast. I am one of your hosts, I am Sam, I'm delighted to say this week I'm joined by our super sub, it's Stepin' Stefan. Hey mate, how you doing? Yeah, now I'm just going to do a little bit of a public advisory, if you're listening on a computer, a device, increase your antivirus, me and Stefan are currently plague carriers, that's right, we have both been struck down with man flu. It sucks man, it sucks, man flu is a real thing and it is not fun. It's going to be the precursor to the zombie apocalypse. I think everyone needs to know. I mean, every man listening knows how severe it is. Um, so uh, we will be setting up a GoFundMe page for our recovery. Uh, you know, give what you can, and and hopefully we'll we'll battle <laughs> yeah. through this. Give me enough for bottles of Lucasade because that's meant to make you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other drinks that make you feel better are available. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, mate, how you doing? It's been a Last week, me and Matt kind of did an hour show of uh, shock and uh, emotion, really, to be honest with you. I I listened back to it, and I, and I rarely listen back because my accent annoys me. And <laughs> <laughs> right, so okay. how, how anyone else listens to me, I don't know. But And a big thank you for those that do. Yeah. But I, I listened back to it because I, I kind of recorded it like I was an out-of-body experience. I couldn't remember what. I'd said, and mm. I listened back, and I was like, "Wow, I sound like a real emotional wreck in this." To be but, fair, yeah. I listened into it, and yeah, even I was like, just the intro bit got me a bit yeah, like, "Sorry about that." Oh man, yeah, in I, the I, feels. I kind of wanted to set the tone early so everyone going into it could understand where I was going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's magic, you know. What a difference a day makes. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like oh. oh. Yeah, so so that was kind of like last week. But before we we move on to things, and obviously you're on the show, give you a chance. How how were you feeling with with the you know, uh, Mauricio's in the job. Mauricio's five and a half years. He's gone. What the hell? Oh, Jose, hello. <laughs> how how were you feeling in that whirlwind few days? Uh, the first three days was pure anger. I think. Yeah. More than anything, I was upset. I was gutted. I was devastated. Potch had gone. Um, however, I was more angry at the way the club did it. I can oh, okay. understand why they did it. Yep. Our results from, what, from about March, April time last year, results haven't been very good. Yep. The, the Champions yep. League kind of nicely taped over the crack, so to speak. Because, you know, you get to a Champions League final, you then don't think about the league. Well, the fact we still got top four, I think I, yeah. you know, a lot of people said the... Champions League, you know, papered over the cracks. Now, thinking back to last season, we we managed to stay in the top four, mostly down to other clubs' inability to capitalise on our decline, which, you know, it it happens. Football's crazy sometimes. Oh, good. But, yeah, a Champions League run to the final, plus still top four, given the context of the season, you know, the World Cup players, we had more players in that final you know, went the whole way at the World Cup than oh, yeah. anybody else in the league. I think everyone in the summer kind of went, you know what, I'll take that. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't good, you know, that wasn't a good season really in the way we played, but we'll take that. But I think all of us kind of took that on the basis that the summer, like um, Riccio had said, 
was going to be a bit of a you know a revamp. You know, he said about painful decisions, certain players leaving. Yeah, we were kind of expecting this real heartache, and it never happened. No, no, the heartache, and then it happened came. later on. Yeah, uh, so I mean, so you're obviously you're you're pained and angered over the decision that they made, or not not so much the decision, but you felt like there could have been a better way. For the us the to fact part company. that. Pochettino was getting in his car to leave as it seems like Mourinho was getting out of his car to arrive was the bit I wasn't particularly happy with. Well, the, the, the there are various rumours um, but the the claim is that uh, Pochettino and his coaching staff left uh, a few hours later, representatives with Jose basically hidden uh, arrived um, and Jose then stayed the night at Hotspur Way and it was announced early in the morning. You know, yeah. they didn't. They, it wasn't like a timed press release for like eight a.m. You know, eight thirty-nine to get the news. They released the news that he was appointed at like six thirty-two or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was crazy early as well. Yeah, yeah it was basically it, because people had seen him there, and yeah. obviously they knew that by eight nine o'clock every news outlet in England would have had you know. Joe Blog said, "Here, I've just taken a picture of Jose at Tottenham." <laughs> yeah, could you imagine like people trending on Twitter because they've got pictures yeah, of Jose yeah. looking out of his? Is it Jose or Jose? I still can't work now, it out. No, me and <laughs> me and Matt had this chat last week because yeah, I, I get slammed because I always said Pock, not Poch. Um, it's just my accent. Deal with it. And <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just the way I say it. P O C H. That's how I say it. All right. Poch. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, when it came to this with Jose, because I was saying Jose, and every time Matt would say Jose, and I was like, oh no, I don't want to get into this again. I, I can't start with another manager where I'm saying it wrong. But from a couple of weeks now, it appears that every clip I watch, every news news conference, everything, people say it one or the other. There doesn't yeah. appear to be... <laughs> There's like, no kind of like de- definite... Oh, this uh, is uh, Jose Mourinho's interview. And then the next guy's like, Jose, Jose, what did you think of that? Yeah. And I'm like, and what, whoa. What made it worse for me, which is even funnier, is there's a clip of uh, Jose saying, uh, you know, I am Jose Mourinho. And I was like, well, there you go. Definitive. Nailed. He yeah. said it. It's his name. I'm saying it how he says it. The very next day, someone sends me a clip. Oh, you know, Jose Mourinho said this. I'm like, oh, wow, I'll just watch this then. I watch it. And in the clip, he goes, hello, Jose. And he's like, oh, yeah. And they speak in Portuguese. And he refers to himself as Jose Mourinho. So I have no idea if perhaps it's a language thing. In England, we say Jose. Uh, but you know, in Europe, it's Jose. I, I have no idea. We'll stick just, with uh, we'll stick with Jose. I'm going to stick with that. It begins with J. Yeah, isn't it? There's the um, the Real Madrid player, James Rodriguez. No, it's James. Uh, it's yeah. James Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, James. His name's James. Deal with it. But yeah, yeah. no. The first so yeah, the first three days was anger at Levy the way it was done. Reminded yeah. me a lot of the old uh, Martin Yole match where he was sacked at half time uh, and not well, told. Yeah, I mean that that could have been a lot worse. <laughs> you yeah. know, oh, that would have been against... like absolute outcry. I reckon if that had happened, but uh, I'd, I'd have been devastated. But yeah, I, can't really... I, I got to the West Ham game, and I was lucky. I was able to watch kind of like a fair bit of it. Yeah, and I watched it, and I'm kind of just looking at. It, and every time the camera went to the dugout and you saw him there, there was this little part of me going, "Oh, it's wrong." Oh, it it's is, so wrong. It does feel weird. What is, is he doing there? Oh, no, you you managed them. You managed them. Yeah. Oh, what are you doing? And then I was lucky enough to go to the match on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, got some tickets, went to the game there. And in the 29th minute, he won me over. 
By making that early change. By making that early change and showing that he has got the tactical balls to turn around and go, do you know what? We have played absolutely diabolical for 25 minutes. Yeah. We need to change this. And actually made the change. Yeah. Uh, me and my friend were at the game. They scored the second goal. And we both turned around and went, oh, 50 minutes until we make a change to try and fix it. Well, it's... You see, and now, it now you're, you're speaking badly about my beloved now, and this is. It's, it's not, yeah, no, I'm not trying to this, speak badly, but it was what we were used to. We were kind of used to nothing before. Look, you know, the, the, the joke was the 76th minute. You know, look, look, dude, man flew aside. I'm gonna have to whoop your ass if you're gonna keep doing <laughs> this. <laughs> no, I am um, genuinely now. Um, I wanted to, you know, open the podcast, have a brief chat about that. Then I wanted to have a chat about the couple of games that have gone, and then move on into chatting yeah. about the discussion. So before we go into detail of the European night uh, against Olympiacos, let's just talk about West Ham. Because yes, um, during that game, we played some quite nice football early on to create three goals. And yeah, um, I, I kind of watched that and I was like, you know what, we're still, you know, I'm watching this, we're still not clicking as I know we can, but it just kind of demonstrates to me. And West Ham were poor, but I think we made them look even worse. I think we were playing very well for like 45, 55 minutes. Yeah. Um, I, I thought we looked, you know, good enough to make them look really poor. And I, I watched it and I was thinking, you know what? We're not even in top gear here. In fact, no. I'd say if we're, you know, in a five gear car... We're just shifting from second into third. <laughs> yeah, and, there was nothing kind of amazing about it. We no. were just playing better than they were. Yeah, and and the goals, but the goals kind of gave me this feeling of, oh, that feels better. You know, that just seeing the way the team did a couple of things, it was like, well, that's been missing a lot. And yeah. I think one of my big takeaways early on in the game is that we suddenly varied the way we play. We no longer always played it out from the back and that to me is such a massive impact and such a really simple change when you're a team that's low on confidence that must just feel so much better you know you're a defense that's leaking goals constantly you're low on confidence the whole team in front of you is low on confidence and yet every single time you've got a goal kick and their whole team's pressing you your goalkeeper has been ordered to pass you the ball yeah, you don't want that. Like they, no. they make the old joke of, oh, he doesn't want the ball, he doesn't want the ball. Wow. Our back line was literally like every goal kick going, yeah. don't turn around. Yeah, if you please, turn around and make yeah. eye contact, he's going to pass it to you. Yeah, please, please don't give it to me. Yeah, give it to Davinson. Everyone everyone, everyone hates him anyway. Yeah, no, it just... It, so to me, it was such a real simple change. You know, he only had a couple of days. And yeah. for me, that's a real simple thing to come in and just go, right, look, guys, right now, we're not playing... You know, we all know this. We all know that we're not hitting our potential. So let's not try and overcomplicate what we're doing. Let's get back to basics. Let's get back to this. You know, we've got the ball. Let's retain the ball and try and move forward. Well, yeah. We've got like a set piece. Let's try and get it in, beat the first man. <laughs> you know, let's try and do these things and let's not worry about playing out from the back right now. Sometimes when they've not pressed up high, we did. And that's why I said variation because. West Ham, because we were kicking it, you know, they pressed up high early on, fully expecting Tottenham to play the Pochettino way. And then he was kicking it over them all, and they're yep. saying, hey, wait a minute, no, you don't yep. do this. So once they dropped off, 
Then, of yeah. course, a few times he rolled it out. So we could build from the back and bring them yeah. on to us. But our defenders had some time then because they dropped off. They weren't receiving the ball with a guy literally stood next to them, you know, like where he could smell his breath that they're on them when the ball yeah. arrives. And, and that's the thing. That's variation. And it's something I've said for a while because... That's the way Liverpool have been doing it. You know, Liverpool play it from the back quite brilliantly, but they don't do it all the time. Now, Man City have been caught a few times this season because they are continuing the kind of pet way of this is how we play. Yeah, I need a goalkeeper with a good ball at his feet who's going to pass the ball around, and yeah. Yeah, and and that's the kind, you know, and and Pochettino, his whole philosophy on football was like, this is how we play, and we play it so well, we beat teams. You know, yeah. a lot of people always talked about, you know, no plan B, no ability to change the thing and stuff like that. It is fair criticism, but what I always said to Matt, and you'd have heard me say it, if your plan A is great, you don't need a plan B. Yeah. So his philosophy was, we will play this way, we've got great players, we're going to play it brilliantly, and we will just be better than teams by playing it that way. Yeah. Now, Jose is very different to that, and I think perhaps after five and a half years, and again, purely... Uh, me me just saying this, there's no evidence to this. I think after five and a half years, I think the players hearing someone perhaps say to them, right, we're going to do this differently, was a bit like, oh, what? <laughs> no. There's another hey? way? Yeah, yeah, hang on a minute. So basically the goalkeeper can kick it into their half. I was not aware this was allowed. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I generally thought the rules had changed. <laughs> yeah. no? um, and there was a stat that was released about Harry Kane and someone kind of released it in a really negative way, which is that Kane ran more in that game against West Ham than he had in any of the previous games this season. Yeah. And they were kind of putting it as they're like, oh, well, even our captain, you know, even our icon had clearly stopped working for Pochettino. Um, I'd actually not say that that's true. He was running more because the ball was coming to him more. Yeah. You know, with a goalkeeper kicking the ball, his target is Harry Kane. Yep. So he's going to move to try and flick that ball on. He's going to run. He's going to sprint. He's going to close down. He is going to run around because that ball was coming to him more. So many times when the ball was at the back, we'd have games with like 60, 70% possession with Kane freezing his ass off up front because he's like, come on, yeah. somebody, come on. somebody pass me the on. ball. Yeah, he'd end up like basically coming to the halfway line just to get a touch, and then he'd like saunter off. And and that used was... to really frustrate me, having to watch Kane, who's you know we see him in and around the box. That guy yeah. is lethal. Yeah, and then you'd yeah. see him dropping to the halfway line purely, like you say, because we're playing the ball around so much. He's like, yeah. "Look, guys, I'm in midfield. Pass it yeah, to me, I please. Am, yeah, Come yeah, on, I'm, I'm here. You know, use me." And see, the thing is, is Kane is such an intelligent footballer. He doesn't quite get the credit for this. I think Tottenham fans recognise it. At least the majority do. Is that when you watch him for England and people were saying like, "Oh, why does he look so good for England and not Tottenham at the moment?" A lot of it was down to system. And again, this is that little tweak that I think Jose made. So at the back, we're low on confidence. We're conceding goals. Let's not fart ass about. Let's just get the ball forward, set our lines, move forward. Yep. He also didn't have both fullbacks bombing on. He literally had Serge Aurier do it. And yeah. when Serge Aurier bombed forward, we became a back three. Ben Davis slotted in, yep. and we just became a back three. And really simple tweak. Um, but then in the, in the front half of the pitch, the kind of simple tweak around Kane was, he basically said, how do you play with England? 
which is he's got Jadon Sancho, for example, and Raheem Sterling. Yeah. So for Tottenham, he's got Sonny and Lucas, two very quick players. So if Kane does drop deep, they're going to go bombing into the space. Yeah, and, and they've got the Kane, pace to do it, yeah. Oh, they have. You know, the two of them have got the pace to burn. But he's intelligent enough, and defenders are so nervous of Harry Kane. He is one of the top strikers in the world. You know, him and Lewandowski are phenomenal. They are the best strikers in the world. Right now, so yeah. if you're if you're a central defender, you are going to be nervous of where Harry Kane is on the pitch, and you're going to be watching him. You're going to be marking him, and if he starts to move towards the ball, you're going to follow him. And that is when players get the space and get to move into it. And one of the best players for us who does that or used to do it brilliantly, and I'm hoping he will again, is Delhi. Delhi used to kind of feed on that opportunity. If he was, yeah. he'd watch Kane come to the ball, Kane would flick it on past him. Yeah. The defender would almost kind of be like, hurt, no one. Oh, crap, Delhi. Yeah. Uh, he just, he yeah. had that ability to just move into that space, and Ericsson would drop deep, or even Toby. Toby Alderweireld used to do this brilliantly. Oh, and that ping from Kane, the back. Yeah, Kane would come deeper the defense would come out and toby would ping the ball over kane for delhi to run onto it because as the defensive followed kane Dell is smart enough to make that run and yeah. just by making this variation again and just by kind of moving moving around what we're doing like i said going back to basics it felt like we looked so much more threatening going forward um the big downside of course uh to that game and, and to, <laughs> the to last five stop minutes at the yeah moment, well, is as much as we looked so much better going forward, we looked just as fragile at the back as we have done all season. And yeah, at West Ham were poor, very poor, and at three nil down, especially when the third goal came just after half time. You know, two nil at half time, West Ham come out, re, you know, rejuvenated, grab a goal, momentum shifts. We all, you know, we've all watched football long enough to know, oh crap, we know what's coming now. Yeah. But we got the third goal. You know, we got that goal. That should have been it. You know, game dead. And I know we had a couple of chances to make it four. Uh, you know, Lucas is still kicking himself over his yes. shot slash cross <laughs> slash dribble. Yeah. Um, but the defensive frailties. And again, Jose been in the job a couple of days. None of us expected him to have suddenly solidified the defence. No. But the, I, the frailty is there. And I think all of us looking at that, you know, we we basically squeaked over the line in a game that we dominated against poor opposition. Yep. We should have come away from it 3-4-0, but we came away with it 3-2. And so buying fingernails going, oh my God. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it could have easily, you know, there was a VAR goal ruled out. It could have easily been 3-3. So we're kind of, Looking at that game as... But the other thing, of course, is we haven't won away in so long in the league. Yeah, that, that getting was massive. That, you know, getting that monkey off our back, so to speak, it, it must be huge. Um, you know, and like, I always I always use the analogy about the striker on a goal drake. Sometimes he just needs one to go in off his ass, you know, just... Yeah, he needs to fall something. over, the ball hits him in the right place and it goes in and you go, hey, <laughs> yeah. I can score. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and that... Then, but you see it so often, you know. We used to see it all the time. I, I remember famously when like Alan Shearer was going through a goal thing, and everyone was just like, "Oh, you know, he's done. You know, he's old now. He's done. <laughs> yep. this, this is it." And he he was playing in a game, and someone hit a shot, and it came back off the post and literally smacked him in the face and went in. 
And then he scored like four hat tricks in like the next six. You know, it was like insane. I just remember him going on this run and ending up with the golden boot. <laughs> it was like, how? How did Alan Shearer do that when he was start of the season? He hadn't scored for like 12 or 13 games. And then yeah. that was it then. But it is. It's just that stupid mental thing of like it clicking. Like, oh, yeah, I remember now. We can win away. <laughs> yeah, we could do this. Oh, yeah, and and so for me, the kind of West Ham game was like, do you know what? The three points is all that mattered. I, you, yeah, you know. and I'm kind of, a, a little part of me, I don't want to say I was glad to see the last two goals, like their two goals go in, yeah. but there was a little part of me that just went, oh, okay, our defence is poor. It wasn't just their down tools because they wanted out with Poch. And yeah, yeah, at the same time, it's given Mourinho that kind of thing of he's looking at this game. Oh, they really have got a challenge at the back here. Okay, it yeah. wasn't just a case of new they manager dances, and yeah. all of a sudden everything is absolutely perfect. Yeah, he I, has I a see what you do. mean by that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the 3-0 kind of... Um, if we'd won the game 3-0, I think there could have been elements of what are we going to learn from that. Yeah. You know, everyone would have just gone that West Ham were awful. And to be honest with you, their, their game changer was that Antonio. Yeah. I and mean, he came on, put himself about like a loon, grabbed a goal, and just cr- was a handful the whole time. So if they go down, you know, fingers crossed, I, I wouldn't mind buying him for a couple of quid. Oh, no, I, I wouldn't um, after his goal at the uh, at our new stadium. Uh, nope. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, he loves the goal against us, to be fair, but... He does, he does, he does. But um, yeah, so moving on from that, I I think just the West Ham game, like I said, getting the away win, getting a couple of goals so that you know the forward players could feel that confidence again. Yeah. Um, you know, Sonny loves a goal against West Ham. That guy loves a goal yeah, against West Ham. Yeah, didn't he? Um, there was a thing I saw, actually. That he scored the first goal at our new stadium yeah. and now the first goal in the Mourinho era. He loves yeah, the first. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Bless him. He's he's a wonderful football player. Yeah. I love watching Sonny. Um, but, but yeah, so I mean, that's the West Ham. I don't think there's anything else really to say about that. I mean, we didn't learn anything new about our defence. Nope. Um, what we did learn is that we we varying the play gave them that little bit more breathing space. But still, when attacks happen, they looked really flaky. Yeah. Um, and then going forward, we looked better though, which was good. Um, but then obviously that takes us into the Champions League. Yes, Let's mate. Talk yes. You made it to the game, which was great. I, only just, but yeah, I got there as the music was playing. But I got oh, there. Oh, that's the best bit anyway. It then took me about 45 <laughs> minutes to walk up to my seat because that stadium stand is huge. Um, yeah. Man. Do, you, do you still have that? This is beautiful <laughs> when, you, when you go in there. Oh, God, yeah. Even, like, walking up the road and you first see it, and you're like, no. oh, my God, that's our stadium. And then you get up to it, and you're like, oh, this is our stadium. Yeah, and then you get inside, and all the lights were going, and the music, and I was like, yeah. this is incredible. Yeah, and um... then halfway up, I was like, they need to install escalators. <laughs> Bless you. Yeah, you're, you're not the first to say that. <laughs> <laughs> we were row 69 of 84. Yeah, I am... Um... I did laugh at a tweet actually about um because we scored just before half time and then we scored just after half time yeah and I did see a tweet saying look if the Jose Mourinho era is going to be defined by goals around half time we're going to have to have a chat about the lines at the bar <laughs> oh god yeah we we went down for a drink I mean we weren't on the goal line one but we no. went for the one of the tap ins yeah and we were stood there and by the time we got served they'd run out of all the hot food yeah yeah. 
They were like, come on, all we wanted was a sausage roll. I haven't eaten all day. Come on, please. No, we're all out of food. They, um, I'll have a beer then. <laughs> they, uh, they make some money in there. Oh, <laughs> every, boy, must they? Every game, they, they make some money in that place. Jeez, I mean, yeah. the, the estimate is that for every home game, between 800,000 and a million pound in sales um in in the bars and the food places at the stadium Mate, i believe it i believe yeah. it yeah no everyone i've said that to's gone yep <laughs> yeah that I sounds mean, about right what i love though is it's quite enclosed when you're inside it yeah and uh, the atmosphere you'll have people queuing up for beers and everyone's just singing and mm. it's brilliant yeah no i mean the, the stadium's great i mean i yeah i um i have my uh Issues with Daniel Levy currently. Uh, yeah. our, our relationship's on the rocks, I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, is the, the stadium that he and Enoch have delivered is is beyond what I had in my mind when they first started talking about it. Oh, so, so far beyond. So far beyond anything I could have imagined yeah. ever seeing. Um, there was a tweet I saw that really made me chuckle. And it was yeah, the, the 10 years ago the one if you had told me 10 years ago I'd be yep. sat in a 62,000 seater stadium watching yep. Tottenham in the Champions League with, with Jose, Jose Mourinho in the dugout I would have laughed at you yeah yeah. Well, I, I did see something similar actually which is if I'd have seen what was it if, if someone had told me 10 years ago I'd have been sat in a 62,000 seater stadium watching a team managed by Jose Mourinho I'd have thought why am I at a Chelsea game <laughs> yeah 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 it's um yeah, it's it's a bizarre world football. It really is. But let's let's focus in on the game. I mean, we went two 0 down, and we were as bad in that opening half hour, forty minutes as we've been this season. We have oh, been poor. Yeah. I have never been at a game where we've played that badly. It, it for those was, first twenty minutes. It was rough. It, it um, was yeah. really rough. And I mean, I was up in the big south stand, and something else I've never witnessed before happened at that game. Yep. And that was away fans in the home end. That yeah. was, yeah, I mean, Toxic doesn't even come close. Wow, they should not have been there. No, there was a fair few of them dotted around. They were like in twos and threes, dotted around. Yes. Yeah, and that, the that first goal nerves. went in. And when the first goal went in, the whole stadium went, oh. Yeah. And then you had these few little pockets of, yes. And wow, Toxic, yeah, it doesn't even come close. But hats off to the stewards. I mean, those stewards, 84 steps to the top of the stand, they were up there in a flash. <laughs> they were fit. <laughs> they were a hell of fit. I mean, there yeah. was people out, like, you wouldn't believe how quick they were yeah. spotted and out. Yeah, well, good, because, uh, you know, when the second goal went in, that's when that could have got nasty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. So, one of the things that came across on the TV, um, which was just so brilliant is we were 2-0 down, we were playing awful, but then all of a sudden there was just this noise, come on you Spurs, and even the commentators went, wow, you know, oh, the, yeah. Tottenham, the Tottenham fans are trying their, you know, are doing their part here, and you just can't ask for more than that, you know, when you consider the, the, how bad we've been, when you consider the managerial change, the uproar, the kind of unsettledness, how we were playing, being 2-0 down at home in the new manager's first home game, Everybody just feeling completely despondent, and then just this noise that was. I mean, to me, I, I was watching on TV and I was inspired. You know, I'd have been ready yeah. to put my kit on and run through walls for the club listening to that. It was I, goosebumps, I, mate. It was absolute goosebumps. I know exactly the point you mean. And mm. yeah, it kind of started. 
it started down the very front where the, yeah. the 1882 group is. Yeah. And a few people started doing the come on you Spurs part. Yeah. And you kind of think, just, in my head I was like, yeah, they've just scored a second goal. That's not going to, holy hell. Yeah. yeah. It just, and, and that, that to me is where support, that, mm. that's the name. I mean, me and you were firing messages backwards to each other, backwards and forwards <laughs> while you were there. Yeah. Um, and I, I always pick up on this because it's something Mickey Hazard said, former player on a uh, friend of the show for the podcast, a yep. uh, really great guy. And he pointed out about the lift that gives certain players sometimes and the yeah. lift that support hearing their song when they're playing badly. He's like, if you're playing well, you don't care, you know, sing, sing whatever. I'm playing well. I'm the man. He's like, but if you're playing badly and you hear the fans sing your name, you know, the team's not doing well and you hear them, that does have an impact. It does give you that lift. You know, the word support is in supporter and it's a real key thing. And I feel, honestly, genuinely feel that that gave the team a a little bit more of a step because although we were still poor, the final 10 minutes of that first half, we had got back into the game. You know, we'd started to play. And like you said at the start of the podcast, the manager had made a change. He didn't wait. He didn't, you know, one of the things that Pochettino always did was he trusted the team. They were his players. He'd built that team. And if they were 1-0 down, 2-0 down, he'd sort of go, right, calm. I trust you. You're going to play your way out of this. And then, unfortunately, we as fans often took that as a lack of ability to make a change lack of nerve but it, it, yeah it got it done as naivety quite often like it did yeah players it, like Ericsson Ericsson's had a shocking start to the season but was still yeah. getting 70-80 minutes because yeah. I trust you you're going to do well and yeah. we're in the stadium going he's already in Madrid stop yeah. playing him you're exactly right and and you can debate it and argue the points around that but I mean I joked on Twitter when we made that change like oh Tottenham are making a change Eric Dyer's going off and we're down to 10 men yeah um, because Ericsson's been awful. So my, my response to you on that one did kind yeah. of backfire, didn't it? But yeah, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> we started but, with ten. Serge's playing. What yeah. a goal! <laughs> yeah, what a goal! Um, but just genuinely, the 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 sort of feeling and the kind of okay, he's gone for it. All right, let's see how this goes. We yeah. grabbed a ridiculously lucky goal back before half time. Um, you know, their defender played brilliantly, but then just air kicks instead of making contact and Delhi just taps home. But um, then, like you say about the whole, you need a little something, a bit of luck. Yeah, yeah. Delhi still had to be in the right place at the right time. And oh, I, yeah. I yeah, believe completely. three, four matches ago, there wouldn't have been anyone stood there. I agree with you. Yeah, that was actually the point I was going to make, which is I think the lift that the team had got from the, the fans, yeah. the fact that they started coming back into the game meant that Delhi made sure he was in that, box he was there ready yeah. and when the ball came to him didn't no mistake tucked it away we were back in the game and then you know we had the we had the ball boy incident well, being there at the game what did you think of that do you know what at, at the very first bit i didn't even notice it <laughs> well no that's fair <clears throat> it was only i'm <clears throat> sorry it was only when it was kind of brought to the attention and stuff when you watch the replays yeah when you're sat in the crowd it yeah. didn't look that quick. It just looked like, oh, ball's gone out of play. Ball boys yeah. chucked him a ball. Off they go. God, blimey, we scored. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's your focus is on the players. Not it was so on the players. Doing. And yeah, but what the ball boy did is brilliant. Absolute genius. Oh, and, and Jose loves him for it. I mean, he, Jose loves him, yeah. yeah. I, I did see again on social media, someone tried um, to say that that was actually Mauricio Pochettino's 15-year-old son 
who no, plays in the youth team, no, and there was. I remember seeing that going round, and I'm like, no, it's definitely not, is it? That's just a. It's it's really not. <laughs> no, but, like. but that was like the first thing I saw. Like started trending on Twitter afterwards, yeah. and I was like, I'll give over. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was only probably on the way home. Started watching the highlights online. Yeah. And then you really see the ball boy, and I was like, oh, fair play to him. Yeah, spot on. He's watching the game. You can see an opportunity to get the ball quick. Um, and we score. I mean, it was rapid. You know, the throw-in. Mm. Um, I'm really glad VAR doesn't review throw-ins, by the way. Yes. Serge Aurier still. Oh, my word. <laughs> the, the guy can't take a throw-in. And if anyone watches that back in slow motion, that's a foul throw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, he's, he's yeah. an interesting player. He, yeah, I, I am, I'm not a fan of Serge Aurier. I've, I've made that abundantly clear on this podcast and to anybody who will listen to me ever. Yeah, But I will say that the first two games under Jose Mourinho, he has been brilliant. He's looked inspired. I don't know whether it's just a case of Jose said something to him like, okay, you are going to be the first choice, now go make it yours, or no, I, I, I don't know what it is. We, but yeah. we, will, we will never know. Okay, maybe we will know next summer in the Amazon documentary. <laughs> but we will, right now, he's come in, and whether perhaps it's just a little tweak of, you know, go forward. You don't have to worry about back, that's covered. You do this, you do this. When we're on the ball, you're a winger. You know, when, we're, when we don't have the ball, you get back and you're a fullback. But don't worry, yeah. you're going to be covered. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, but his defending's improved. You know, he's standing up. Uh, I mean, he's a red card waiting to happen in every yeah. game I've ever watched him. Oh, and even yet, against Olympiacos, he was still a couple of little bits where you're like, oh, God, no. Yeah, but he didn't dive in. No. There were, there were a few times where I'm like waiting for that moment where you see him clattering from behind or go in like a scythe tackle and I was That's just it, waiting yeah. and then it didn't it in the box and just kicks their shins because he yeah. can yeah, yeah he didn't I mean he actually won the ball several times and, and again I just sort of wonder whether this is a confidence thing the, the one thing I would say is I've seen him have a few good games for us before so I, I'm not going to change my opinion on the guy you know if he puts five to six in a row together I'll say right hands up he is clearly under Jose a different player yeah consistency um, has been his biggest flaw Oh, massively, yeah. And he'll have two good games and then disappear for the next one and get sent off. And you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah, there we go. That you know, that that's back. And and that's the thing that I think for, from a Jose point of view, this is a clean slate for all the players. And I yeah. said this last week that as fans, it's a little bit difficult that because we've been watching them and we're kind of like, look, you've been crap for like ten games. Why, why all of a sudden do you look like you care again? But we just got yeah. to kind of take it. Look, it's a clean slate. We don't know what was being said between the previous manager and the player. Now there's a new guy coming, like Eric Dyer, for example. I mean, him and Jose have had a relationship for years. You can see yep. he is, a, you know, a different guy again. He's been trusted again to come in and play. And when he was taken off, that situation could have been horrific for Eric Dyer. You know, that could have been just soul-destroying. Yeah, that's it. My time's done here. Yeah. yeah, but the way Jose handled it in terms of... You know, they had nothing to do with you. It was the whole team were being played. And I loved, uh, just a little uh, snippet here, I loved how Delhi spoke after the game. Yeah. Delhi, you know, basically said that could have been any of us that got yeah. hooked. We were all really bad. And the way Delhi's speaking at the moment with such a level of maturity, I'm really impressed. Uh, he's he's really seems like over the last few weeks... Um, possibly just you know a little bit of experience kicking in now, growing up that little bit, 
Yeah. Um, but he's speaking so well. Every interview, I'm really, really impressed by him. Um, yeah, and, he's and done his well, performances. It's, it's like where he had that dip in form. He kind of needed that to make him kind of, you know, buckle up and go right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the, the kid's 23 now. I mean, yeah. I think people forget that as well. Yeah. When when me <clears> and you, you know, when I was 23, I probably felt I was a grown up. I'm now 36. I'm 37 in January, and I can tell you right now, when I was 23, I was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I was I didn't know what I was doing with my life. I didn't know what I was doing. I was going out all the time. Uh, yeah, I ain't got a clue. <laughs> I, was I feel I spent most of it up. drunk actually, yeah, thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, so yeah. In fact I don't remember much of that. Yeah. yeah. Says a so lot. yeah. So it, it just says a lot that you know, you see him speak, the way he talks about stuff, the way he's talking about his game, and the way his game's been that these two games, you can see that he's getting back some sort of form and he's feeling better um yeah i mean obviously he got dropped from the england squad as well because of his form yeah, so i don't know if I, that was maybe a bit of a well a it, kick as well it possibly was but you do have to wonder like because that can go two ways yeah you know if you're on like a bit of a downward spiral and then you drop from england your 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 manager who's been like your best friend for four bit years goes you could just be like right that's it i'm curling up in a ball <laughs> yeah i'm, <laughs> I'm done, done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Um, but his his character's really shined through, and I think perhaps sometimes when you when you've got it easy, you know, like um, you know, he was eighteen, burst onto the scene, everything's going his way, you know, every shot he hit went in, every time he yeah. flicked over someone's head, it a volley, it went in, you know, everything was like great. It's when stuff starts going wrong, it's kind of like your character kicks in, and I kind of feel like the adversity of what's happened, you know, everyone on at him about his form last year. England dropping him, Pochettino gone. I think it's almost like he's kind of gone right. Time, you know, I'm pissed. Yeah. He's, he's, all his safety blankets were taken away at once. Bang, yeah, exactly. All of the, all of the things like, yeah, well, I'm playing back, but I'm still an England international, or you yeah. know, all these all these different things. You know, I start from my club, I play for Tottenham. You yeah, know, I get man, on well with Poch. He's not yeah. going to drop me. It's fine. He'll yeah, play my, me through. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, my <laughs> manager rates me. Oh, right damn square one i'm back to square one and sometimes you do need to hit that reset button and you know it's part of the reason why like i said last week as much as i'm distraught over us you know getting rid of mauricio and his team i do get it i do get it just it couldn't go on the way it was and sometimes you have to hit a reset button to try and get the best out of people yeah i'm in exactly the same boat as you distraught it happened but taking a step back and looking at it going i understand yeah, this and, could now be the spring forward that the players like Toby needs, um, Delhi needs, Serge needs. Yep. Those that have dropped off, maybe that's what they needed. Yep, exactly. And when you look at the way we fought back in this game, can you remember the last time we were 2 0 down and came back like that? Um, as we joked about this in the stadium, none of us can remember it since the Ajax game. Yeah, that's it. I mean, the Ajax game is probably the last time. And this season. 2-0 was dead. You know, I, I was worried about yeah. 4, 5, 6. Um, you know, will, will we beat our buying record of 7-2 the way this is going? Yep. But the the team, he made the change and you know, the, the, someone's got like a camera, BT Sport, I think, tweeted his reaction to every goal. Both their first and second goal, he's like just shouting to the players, calm, stay calm, you know, everything, yeah. you know, stay calm, play your game. You know, and then and then we start getting back into the game, and you know his celebrations get wilder per goal. <laughs> yeah, but the first two is like all right. Something yeah. else I noticed actually the the second goal. Yeah. As the second goal went in, 
the first thing he did was he called um, Delhi to the touchline. Yeah. And he gave it. I mean, he must have been there for a good 10, 20 seconds. Yeah. It was a real kind of instruction sort of giving to Delhi. Yeah. And then Delhi went over. I don't know who he spoke to because my eyesight's not great and I was quite high. But he spoke yeah. to two different players. Yeah. So it was like, even though we were scoring goals, he was still sitting on the sidelines going, right, we need to tweak this, we need to tweak yeah. that. Well, this is the thing. And I think, again, you know, we talk about the players. They got the monkey off their back of, you know, on a way win in the league. They got the monkey off their back of going 2-0 down and fighting back, you know, to kind of yeah. get in that belief again. We're scoring goals for fun. We still look completely terrible at the back. And any team who plays us right now will be thinking, we can score against Tottenham. Yeah. Um, so we've got to be careful. Um, you know, we need to work on that, and I'm sure that is the basis of every training session right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, every morning. Okay, guys, but, defense but training. Is, yeah, but what is interesting is just the kind of the sense of you could see it. You know, the players in all the time that Mauricio was in charge, so five and a half years, they we have never done that with a change that early unless there was an injury, yeah. and you could see it on the players' faces, like wow, okay. <laughs> Any of us could have got hooked then. You know, yeah, that's, that's not down to Eric. That's you know how you know Harry Kane must have been thinking that would be devastating for me. You know, being grabbed yeah. off the pitch, and they're learning about this manager and they're learning about the way he does things. And he's made it clear to him now. Look, you play like that, I will drag you off the pitch. <laughs> and if yep. you're playing that badly as a team, I'm just going to pick one of you so I can make a change. So I've got a bench full of players here who want to come on and make an impact, so they start the next game. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And there was easily... I mean, he brought Ericsson on, but that could have been Lacelso, that could have been yeah. Sessegnon. Yeah. yeah. Well, There's a couple of players there that yeah, are chomping he, at the bit to get on. Yeah, he, he made the change, the tactical switch that he wanted to make. Um, and, and we won the game 4-2. So yeah. you, you can sit back now and go, well, it worked. Um, it was a gamble, though. That could have seriously oh, backfired. Oh, massively, massively. And Taking clearly, off a defensive player, they could have then run right, scored another three. Well, they had a couple more chances, definitely. You know, they had a couple more chances that we managed to kind of just get away with. Um, yeah. But, but that's, how, you know, that's how football works. We had a load more chances as well. The game could have been 6-3, you know, 6-4. Yeah. We, we won the game, and we won it well in the end. You know, the scoreline reflected how the second half went. You know, the second half, we... We were a team that looked like every time we went forward, we could have come away with another goal. Yeah. So yeah, we I'm, played well I'm, second half. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of like happy. I mean, two wins from two. You can't ask for more from the manager. The nope. next game is Bournemouth again at home. How are you feeling about that? I going back to what you just said about teams are going to be looking at us and they can score goals. Yeah. I can see Bournemouth doing a real kind of shut up shop, hit us on the counter attack, and I think that's how a lot of teams are going to play. So it's going to be interesting to see how the manager sets us up yeah because surely yeah every team's going to be looking at us going right let them have the ball bring it towards us hit yeah. them on the counter attack their defence is going to fall apart yeah, so yeah definitely. I can't wait to see kind of the lineups, the formations what he's going to do against it because we've kind of struggled a bit in the past these teams that have kind of the shut up shop come to draw sort of teams yeah so yeah I'm intrigued to see what he does maybe differently how we're going to work what, um... on it what do you think around team selection? Because he's kept the team, bar the injury to Davis, identical for match days one and two. Yep. Um, they weren't you know, far apart, so the team have played two games pretty much close together. Keep in mind that we play again on Wednesday away at Manchester United. Yeah. Do you expect a few changes? I'm hoping so. 
I or, think or he's going to need to. I think he's going to need to. Does it make you nervous? The the fact you know we've come in, we got a couple of games, couple of wins. He makes a load of changes, and all of a sudden we lose. Do you know it? It doesn't. In honesty, it doesn't. Okay, um, all right. It doesn't purely because of the start of the season we had. Yeah. If we had had a really good start to the season and things like that, and then I'd be looking at going, why are you changing the system? What are you doing? The fact we've kind of had a very up and down start to the season already, I don't think he in his mind fully knows he's starting eleven yet. Yeah, he's not really had Ndombele to play with yet. He's I'd not like really to see seen him start. Yeah, he's not seen what Sessegnon can do. He's not seen what a few Sissoko's only had a couple of sub appearances. We don't know kind of what his his preferred starting eleven yet is. Yeah. Okay. So right. I'm excited to see changes to see what other players can come in and do. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, we've seen how Serge Aurier has now become a better performer in the last two games, shall we say? Yeah. Is he going to be able to do that with some of the other players? Is Jan Vertonghen going to come in for Toby, give Toby a break, and Jan's yeah. going to go back to the old super Jan? Well, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, he made the bench, so yeah. he's obviously back fit enough to play. Um, okay, now, one of the big things, I, I put a post out to our Facebook page, our Instagram and Twitter today. Yes. Um, so one of the things we do is we basically put posts for subjects for people to talk about. Yeah. Um, so let's go to them now. Now it's time for your comments. Right, and we're going to start on Instagram because, uh, we've only got one there. Um, the lovely Laura runs our Instagram. She is hot, my friend. Hot stuff. Ooh. Aiden Wilde on Instagram says, How will the commercialization of Spurs affect the academy? Harry Kane cannot be a one-hit wonder. If we are to keep our brand and attitude of the club Tottenham, we cannot let this become the NFL and money in our infrastructure affect what and who we are. Um, I think Aiden's point here is he's concerned that we're now kind of you know, brand Mourinho, where rather than looking yeah. to develop our own players, we're going to sign uh, Carlos Kickable. <laughs> I mean, it's a concern. It is a concern. I don't want us to turn into, you know, Man City and Chelsea in the case of it's just go out and buy all these ready-made <laughs> stars. But at the same time, you'd quite like the trophy hall that they have. Yeah, that's kind of the problem. <laughs> yeah, if he comes in and goes, actually, we've just signed... Diabler, for example, who's going to be a big pay. Never going to happen now. Never going to happen now. But Never obviously, if, going we, to happen. if we had the money to sign players like that, of course we're going to want them. Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's a natural thing. We could sign a superstar. You're not going to turn around and go, "Oh, we yeah. could do." Like we could sign the next big midfielder. Not many people are going to be sitting there going, no. "Yeah," but in a couple of years' time, Skippy's going to be really, really good. You're going to go, well, "Hey, we've got a superstar." Uh, yeah. So, granted. Yeah. Um, but. So, so my my little take on this here is I had one real big criticism of Mauricio Pochettino and that's how he handled our young players. Yep. Um, I know a lot of people seem to think that he was like some youth guru. But to be honest with you, um, his, his philosophy was he wanted to train them himself. He wanted them to be around the first team. He wanted them to be trained by him, honed by him. And his theory was that they'd then be able to play, you know, his system, be slot in and out of the first team. For me, young players need games. Yeah, the idea was fantastic, but Troy Parrott should have spent this season out. 
Uh, well, uh, to be honest with you, Troy's still young. A lot of people seem to forget he's still 17. Oh, God, he's so young. But I would yeah, love to have seen him this season in even League One or the Championship. Uh, honestly, Getting mate, kicked around but getting match no, time. No, 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 no. You end up getting your leg broke at 17 playing like that. He needed to be playing under 23 football and he ain't doing that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even the under-23s. Mauricio had him with the first team, so he wasn't playing any games at all. You know, occasionally he got named on the bench, and we were like, oh, there he is. Um, But other than that, he was like the extra man. Uh, Jaffet Tanganga, the the defender whose name I cannot say, and I Had a really good pre-season, but now he's disappeared because he can't play for the under-23s or... Uh, Yeah, he's got caught in the Pochettino limbo, I called it. This kind of... You know, zone this twilight zone of where players are into it. Yeah, the pot Yeah, the pot hole. That worked well. Um, now Skip was in that, and Carl Walker Peters is the most horrific victim of it ever because you got a player there who three four years ago was rated so highly you know, from our academy. He was rated higher than Juan Pasaka, for example, who went for fifty million from yeah. Palace to. The difference between these players in his position who have kicked on is that they've played games. Yeah, massively. And and he never played. You know, it just it is embarrassing that this situation has happened. And that was always my one big bugbear that that Jose isn't one. You know, in all the time I've seen him, isn't one. Despite what he said on Spurs TV on the day he was appointed, he isn't one to really look at youth and go, right, okay, you're good. Let's, let's give you a go. He's never been that guy. He wants to win yeah. everything. At yeah, I think all the, cost. the only um, two I can think of for him was at United, the Rashford and McTimony. Yeah, but both... But they were both, both through were, injuries. He had no other yeah, choice. Yeah. Um, so, with with regards to... Uh, and Rashford was already in the first-team squad. Yeah. Know? He wasn't like he plucked them out of the academy. No. But, so... It it just smacks to me that these guys are going to get loans now. They are going to get to go out and play for these clubs, and also when they come back from these loans, they're going to have a fresh opportunity under a new a new head coach yep. to impress and maybe push on. Um, so so it kind of gives that academy a bit of a boost. But our academy system, our under twenty threes, under eighteens, for me right now, is a little bit disjointed. You know, there, a lot of players should have been on loan, should have been improving, should have been playing in the under twenty threes. The class of the under-18s is quite a young setup there because a lot of them kind of moved on or, or joined the under-23 setup. Yep. There is some real talent there, but it's what happens next. I personally want someone to be appointed at the club, a sporting director or somebody, and part of his remit is establishing these players for loans and not just like, oh, send them somewhere, you know, like, like the old system under Tim Sherwood. Tim Sherwood loves the revised history that he created this wonderful youth group at Tottenham. Oh, he sent yeah. him off. On, he sent him off on loan to places to be kicked. You know, like yep. you said a minute ago, Harry Kane was sent to Millwall. You know, all these different players were sent all these different places, and it wasn't a well thought out. Well, what are the coaches like there? You know, are they going to get minutes? It was just right. Go on and go down to Clogger Lane and get a kick in. You know, that tough enough. That'll make you a man. A real kind yeah. of old fashioned football philosophy. We don't want that. What we want is to assess, you know, okay, this club need a right back. They can't afford to sign one. We've got a right back who needs to play every single week. Carl Walker-Peters, right, we're going to send you on loan to the championship side. You're going to be their first choice right back. Um, You know, you're going to play 50 games in a season. And 
you're gonna you know at the end of that season we're gonna know where you are you know you you're gonna either... come back yeah you'll do pre-season and we'll be able to assess exactly where you are yeah and and just you know that should have happened with him a couple of years ago you know he, he should have put in two seasons and a championship by now if he yeah. wasn't going to be first or second choice for the first team being rotated he should have been in the championship playing you know Car- yep. Cameron Carter Vickers is a good central defender from our academy He's still young, still relatively young at twenty twenty one. He's had three seasons in the championship now. Yeah. He as a developing player in real struggling teams as well. So he's like really battling every single week. It'd be interesting to see what happens with him when he when he comes back. But but anyway, I, I kinda of digress. So yeah, I mean that hopefully that answers that. Um moving over to Twitter, um uh, a fun one I'm gonna to put to you. You ready? Okay. This is from Doctor Winston double O one or Tom. Um, did we get shit once the players started wearing non-black boots, or was it when we stopped doing the special handshakes? The handshakes. Yeah, I think that. I missed the handshakes. Son scored, and there was no handshakes, and I was like, ah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, blatantly. It's definitely all down to the handshakes. Um, another one on Twitter is at I know Alan Gilzine, which I love as that name, by the way. Uh, he says. Given uh, Mourinho is, allegedly, on double the salary of Mauricio and brought in to take us to the next level, is top four and a trophy the minimum expectation? Um, This can, season, I don't think so. This I think season, coming in part ways. Four. This season, if he can... If he can challenge... We need to be top four. We're a big enough club now. With that's the that's one got. hell of a turnaround, though, when you yeah. look at... Okay, but it is but possible. I'm not saying time, it's not. Are Leicester going to keep it up or are they going to fall away? No, and... no, no. I'm not having that conversation ever again. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I had an entire season saying they're going to break and the bastards didn't. <laughs> yeah. See, my other one is um, teams like Chelsea at the moment with their transfer yeah. ban. He's playing a lot of youngsters. Are yeah, they going to burn I, out? Are they going to fall I, out? Genuinely, of course. Of course, uh, teams come in and out of form. Uh, you know, a couple of results go against you and all of a sudden... You know, yeah. th- things go wrong. Uh, right now, we've been bang out of form. If we can get a couple of wins on the bank, so all of a sudden we can, you know, we can really motor up the table. Yes. Yeah. See, someone said to me that he thinks that my mate thought if we don't get Champions League, we're going to lose our big players. I think personally, Mourinho's the sort of coach where okay, we caught, we finish sixth, we get Europa League. He I, will then turn around and go, yeah, but you guys are going to win that next season. Yeah, Stay here with a trophy. I'm, you guys are going to win that. When we were paying our players less, mm. the, oh yeah, I want Champions League football was the excuse for, I want to earn double what I'm earning right now, so yeah. I'm leaving. Yeah. Um, it was just a nicer way of putting it. The players are earning decent money with us now i know people still think they don't but they really do yeah. so i i don't think that the champions league especially you know one of the reasons why i think jose was appointed is the name value and the recognition the brand jose yeah. Mourinho. all of those players are under no illusions this guy wins at every club he's ever been at so yep. we trust him. We're going to win stuff because that's what he said. He said to him, "You trust me. We're going to win stuff." Yeah. Um, I think Jose will want the FA Cup badly this season. I think to he make will a look point. at that. I think he will look at that and just think, if I finish this season with an FA Cup, I've won more as the Tottenham manager than the club's won in a decade. Yeah. And, yeah. and, I, and it wasn't even the full season. Yeah. He is, you know, he's got ego. that ego. Yeah. yeah. And and. 
I think he'll really focus on that. I think he'd love to get into the top four. From the position he took us over in, getting into the top four should never happen. No. But he again, that he'll have an eye on that. And he kind of said it himself the other day about the Champions League, which is that uh, you you set yourself targets, get out of the group, we're out of the group now. Depending on the draw, then all of a sudden you don't know what's going to happen. No. Luck of the draw, you could get a team that you could get past, then you're in the quarters. You know, and we saw it last season. We drew in the quarterfinals against Man City, and we all went, oh, "Well, that was fun." Yeah, <laughs> nice little run. Didn't we? <laughs> and, and we got past them. We went, "Ah, oh, well, we got to the semis. Well, that was fun." Yeah. Uh, what the? We got to the final. What the? Hell? How did that ever happen? Um, but we did. And so, yeah, I mean, going all the way back to I know Alan Gilzine, which I wonder if you actually do, because if you do, that's a cool title on your Twitter. <laughs> Um, I, I think this season, I, I think the expectation is just to really turn things around and start marching back up the table. Yeah. Um, I think as long as we finish in the top six, I know that's not what everyone wants to hear. But that's um, a successful and, season for where and we are And we really challenge for the cup. You know, because cup games, for all the want of, you know, we can say... There's so much luck involved in cup competitions. You know, yep. you see teams sometimes get all the way to the final and, you know, they've beaten non-league teams in every round. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, how? How have they got to the final when, like, Man City, Liverpool, all these other teams have been knocked out? And it's a massive amount of luck. Was it, like Brad, was it Bradford versus Swansea a few uh, years ago? So, yeah, mad, man. Uh, they, they just had a nice, easy run to the final. They got smashed 4-0 by Swansea. So it was like, <laughs> oh, premiership team. Ah, oh, this yeah, is like... Yeah. Yeah. League Cup, yeah. Yeah. So it, it it happens, and you you just got to go with that. You know, we we draw Man City away in the third round. We're all going to go. Ah, thank you. Cheers. Cheers for that. Um, and then we go and dick them eight yeah. no, Okay. Could you imagine? Yeah, um, I, I I can't imagine things like that. To be honest with you, I've been conditioned as a Tottenham fan never to uh, never to do it. So yeah. Um, now onto our Facebook page. The first one on here is uh, Andy Curtin says, "If you were Jose, who would you have on your shopping list in January?" Uh, and he also says, "Best wishes to Matt and his family." So I know Matt will be listening. So thank you, Andy. We always really appreciate that. Um, okay, let's just pick one player. If you were Jose Mourinho, Daniel Levy said, "Hey, you can have one player. Who do you want?" And don't say something stupid. Uh, Keep I don't it realistic. Right. Okay. I don't know if this is stupid or not. Okay. This is just me personally being me. Okay. Uh, okay. I want Zatlan. What the f- why? Right, you're talking like we're talking about the whole the Mourinho effect, the serial winner, the the ego of coming why, into the club and being you, a serial winner. But he'd be sat on the bench. He would be. However, he's not he's now what 37, 38 years old. You know that Mourinho's already said this would never happen. I know, right? I know he's already said it, but we just said, like, if I can have any player, choose one. He right, would be no, mine. No, no, no. He no, would be mine. No, just no, for no. The, the ego, Stefan, the brand. Stefan, 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 stop talking. You've oh. ruined it. You've ruined it. People really respected you on this podcast. No, they You've didn't. You've ruined it. No, they didn't. They did. <laughs> I'd, I'd get messages all the time saying, Stefan, Stefan, he sounds like a good guy. You've ruined it. It's oh, just, okay. just, no. Bad. Bad Stefan. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, mate, I, I see no logic to that at all. Not at all. Just, just having his winning mentality and his experience. Fernando Lorenzo. We had that. We didn't win anything. 
And Zlatan's yeah. one less than Lorente before you start thinking about it. No, I know. I do. I just started thinking again. Oh, wait. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot less. Okay. It doesn't work. It, it, it's great to have players like that around the side, but when they're sat on the bench every single week, which they would be because Harry Kane is the man. He's not going to get kicked out of the squad. Yeah, you're right. It, it's a pointless, and it's an expensive pointless transfer. That's awful idea. Bad, Stefan. I'm I really can't, the problem is I can't think of really... No, no, any other no, position. No, no, we're moving on to the next question. You, who's yours? Who's yours? It. Who's your? You've ruined person? it. Oh, me, uh, Jared Bowen from Hull. I oh, see. My second choice would be Ma- um, James Madison from Leicester. <laughs> Do you know we could have signed him for about four million quid? Yep, and the same with um, Yuri Tillisman. Yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, well, Yuri Tillisman would have been about 30, 33 when we had a chance, and we still should have. But yeah. No, well, you know, Mauricio didn't fancy him, so it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, Kevin McPherson says, has Jose really transformed himself into the humble one? Unsure. Last press conference had the end on how many wins he'd had in the Champions League. And saying that, do we want the humble one or do we want the ruthless one? Um, I don't buy any of this bullshit at the moment. Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. This is the, I'm being the nice guy because I've just got a new job. Yeah, yeah. I'm... I'm not buying any of it. Uh, Robert Bonici says, what in God's name are we going to do about our defence? What is Jose's plan or does he just expect us to always outscore our opponents? <laughs> well, Jose isn't the, you know, Brazil of the 50s, 60s and 70s of, okay, you'll score four, we'll score five. That's not his thing. No. Um, I, I, think if, I think his plan right now is to get some games, get some time with the players and just keep making little tweaks because... If you come in after a few days and go, right, everything you're doing is crap. <laughs> this yeah. is what you do. It's just going to create a kind of, oh, bloody hell. So, Can you imagine him getting all the centre-backs together and going, you know your job is to stop the goals? Well, to be fair, the way he spoke to Dele, you know, like, hey, are you Dele or are you his brother? Perhaps he did do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 true. Next summer, we'll find out. Um, yeah. To be honest with you, Robert, um, I want to start seeing us improving. Against West Ham, I kind of went, yeah, we're still crap at the back. Against Olympiacos, yeah, we're still crap at the back. Against Bournemouth, I want to start seeing signs that we're, we're improving. Um, I think so will Jose. Uh, gotcha. Uh, Martios says, bearing in mind he's fit and available, does Mourinho just not fancy La Celso? Um... It's too early to say on that for me. What do you think? I th- he's one of the players I think that must be a little bit nervous. Oh, of course, yeah. However, yeah, should be. Yeah, you've not enough. Like this weekend, we might see him start the game because he's decided right two games in a few days for Delhi, for example. Yeah, Delhi can sit on the bench. He can come on later. Lukelso starts. You don't know yet, kind of how it's all going to work. What his rotation's going to be? No. Nope. We we also we don't see what's happening in training. That's the other big thing. Like we forget we don't see what's happening in training. No, I know. So you know, we'll have to wait and see on that one, I think. No, I agree with you. Uh I think after two games it's too early to think anybody's, you know, out of plans. Um but yeah. we can see. Uh Barry says, uh can we expect or do we want Clark to return from Leeds? Uh, Clark we signed in the summer uh, fast tricky winger a wide player English homegrown yeah um, we sent him back on loan to Leeds I think he's played all of about 50 something minutes yeah I'd that's like to back him. I like to recall him let Jose take a couple of training sessions with him and then assess whether he wants to send him on loan to a different club to get games or keep him in the squad 
Yeah, he, he did look... I mean, he's one of these players where I've only seen small clips of him. Yeah. But he looks like a good... Like that kind of... Yeah, the, the quick, tricky winner. He's going to run at you. Yeah. Could be what we need. Well, it just but could be right an option. now, yeah. I don't see him getting in the squad over, like, Lucas or Son, for example, at the moment. So... Yeah. No, exactly. So, it'd be interesting. I mean, January is going to be greatly dictated a lot as well by, I think, players potentially leaving. Yeah. Uh, Martin Benham says, Eric Dyer, can Jose play him into form? Um, I think if there's a coach working in football that can get the best out of a player like Eric Dyer, it's Jose. Yeah. And I think Eric knows that, and I think Jose knows that. And would just be interesting to see how he goes. The thing with Eric Dyer, and I, I try to be unbelievably patient with him, is because none of us can really fully comprehend how ill he was. There's still an element of mystery around that um he did an article a few weeks ago in the paper where he revealed you know the severity and how he basically just kept getting his immune system was shot yeah so basically like he'd come back to training someone might sneeze and that was it he was in bed for three days you know yeah he had it i mean he had it bad for <clears throat> yeah. a long time as well yeah and anyone i mean me and you got man flu at the moment could you imagine trying to be a professional athlete right now just just trying to run just trying to do anything i'm struggling walking down the stairs and i've got man flu yeah man so you know the, the guy the guy we, we all got to kind of just go do you know what last season it was a non-season for him the season before you could tell that he was struggling um injury wise so this season, fresh start. I think Jose's saying to him, like, okay, let's get you get your fitness back. Um, yeah. He's going to need minutes, and unfortunately, he is going to make some mistakes. We are going to have to kind of take that. But I saw real glimpses against West Ham of his ability to cover really helping our defence. Yeah, and... I remember back a few seasons ago, he yeah. was that defensive midfielder, and every time it was either Walker or Rose, they went up. Yeah. He just slot in behind him. Yeah. I've got it covered. Perfectly, yeah. Perfectly done. And, and, yeah. and it, when he tired in that game, I don't think it's a coincidence that we suddenly had no control. Yeah. So it just, it just just keep an eye on it and see what he does in games because um, I do think he can come into form and I do think he can play an important role for us. Um, and I, I fully expect him to start again Saturday. By yeah, the way. he is also the the typical Jose sort of sort of player. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, loves yeah, it. Yeah. He's had the Matics before and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, he be want, better than he, that. Yeah, he wants a player to sit and kick crap out of the opposition. That that's that's what he does. Yeah. Uh, Lee Ritter says, "Can we burn all the dreadful purple training kits in the next bonfire night?" Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 go for it, dude. Uh, Peter Napier says, what's in store for our new signings? Uh, we kind of covered that, Peter. We don't know. Um, if Stefan was in charge, we'd be signing has-beens. So shocked. <laughs> so shocked. Uh, Barry Fowle says, what happened to Lachelso? Defence, defence, defence. Shambolic at times. What's the solution? Will Troy Parrott ever get on the bench? And will there be a flurry of activity in January? Uh Let's try and take him at the time. We've covered LaChelsea already. Yeah. We've covered talking about the defence. Troy Parrott we've kind of covered as well. Uh, you know, because yeah. we were talking about the academy and stuff. Do you think we're going to be busy in January? I think, from what's already come out in the paper and stuff like that, with Mourinho talking about how he did about Ericsson, kind of, you know, sign or go sort of thing. Yeah. I, I'm expecting between now and the start of the transfer market, to find out more about Toby, Jan and Ericsson. Yeah. And I think Mourinho's the sort of person that will turn around and go, right, off you go then. 
But would he would he let them go if he didn't? You know, the club didn't sign him an adequate replacement. Keeping That's in what, mind, uh, yeah. keeping in mind that we've changed manager, we've not changed owners. <laughs> no, exactly. I think Ericsson is the only one. Well, Ericsson and then maybe Toby or Yan. Because of having Sanchez there as well, I think yeah, maybe one of the two defenders. Yeah, well, it, it'd be interesting I, to see what happens. I'm very. Intrigued. I said, I said when Mauricio was still in charge, we had to. There was no two yeah. ways about it. January, there had to be more work done. I've not changed that opinion. We have to do work in every window right now. Yeah. Um, you know, Mauricio didn't like signing players in January. He liked having a close-knit squad, etc., etc. Jose doesn't have that compunction. He, he's happy to bring in players whenever he can. If there was no transfer window, he'd probably bring in a sign in a week. You know? Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's happy like, are to you make... going to make the squad better? Yes, yeah. come on in. Bring it on, yeah. Um, you know, the training's completely different now. You know, we always used to talk about, you know, Pock fit as compared to every other manager. Yeah. That's changed. You know, the things are changing. So what's going to happen, I generally have no clue because this is completely untrained territory for us as a club with Jose in charge. Yeah. Um, one of the key things I think people need to remember is he is classed as a head coach with us. Yes. So when it comes to transfers, he isn't getting that input. Um, it's still not been clarified, and I guess we'll probably have to wait for the Amazon documentary exactly how much input he is going to get. But I know in the past... Daniel Levy and the kind of transfer committee with the scouts, etc. When Harry Redknapp was in charge, I mean Harry Redknapp famously said about when we signed, um, oh Van der Vaart, that Daniel Levy rang him and said, "I got a present for you." Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so yeah. you know, it, it just the madness when you think about it, you're a manager and you're like, "Oh, thank you. Oh, that's so kind." Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, he also gave him Ryan Nelson and Louis Saha once, so you know. Yeah, it swings and roundabouts, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. swings and roundabouts. Um, now, finally, Simon Whiteman says, with Davies set for a lengthy spell on the sidelines, uh, yeah, and yeah. Rose bang out of form, yes he is, should Mourinho use Sessignon at left-back, wing-back, or go for the experience of Vertonghen? Um, just my input, firstly, I'd love to see Sessignon get some minutes under mm-hmm. Jose, and, and soon, because I imagine he's feeling very nervous right now. He was oh, gotcha. desperate... Desperate to join us, desperate to work for Mauricio. Um, so yeah, he's probably feeling very anxious right now. Um, it de- greatly depends on how we want to play. I think if you start Sessignon and then you start Aurier on the other one, you're 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 kind of looking at two players that are going to bomb forward. That's a very attack-minded back four. Yeah. If you play Vertonghen, then you're kind of going to mirror what he did against West Ham where you're going to tuck in and create a three centre back and it's your right back who just keeps bombing on um, that would seem to make more sense because you're not changing much to what you've already done Yeah, but I don't know because this is again, you know, Mauricio had this is my philosophy, this is how we play, every game we're going to play that way, I might swap personnel but we're always playing my way and yeah. we're going to be great and we're going to win that way Jose's very horses for courses. Jose might look at Bournemouth and go, hmm, this is how they play, so this is how we're going to play. He's going to come out with maybe a five at the back and just have two exactly, real out-and-out yeah. out wing-backs. Yeah, you know, Serge Aurier can play wing-back. Carl Walker-Peters can play wing-back very yep. well. Um, and Sessignon, I still think wing-back's actually his best position at this time in his career. I, I wanted to ask you that, actually, because obviously at Fulham, they played him higher up towards the end. 
To, towards the end, they did, but then they started playing him through the middle. Uh, to be he honest, he just with became you, a number ten. Please go it, score us goals. It became a hot mess. Yeah. To be honest with you, um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm thankful that we got the lad. I really rate him so highly. Oh, same, um, very highly rated. But I am just that little bit nervous for him, as I'm sure he is right now. About you know, get get me on the pitch. Let me let me try and prove myself. Yeah. And hopefully we'll get that. But that is all of the questions done, my friend. So I, I think it's time for us to wrap up. Yeah, man. I just want to say, um, yeah, um, send best wishes over to Matt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, things are going well there. That, that's for Matt to update everybody. But yeah. I'm delighted to say things are, are looking positive. So long may that continue. Uh, big thank you, my friend, for stepping in like you do. Uh, you're a hero to all of us. Uh, big thank you to everybody for listening to us every week. I know things have been kind of crazy with Tottenham this season, but the fact that 500 plus of you still listen to us every week and put up with my accent really means a lot to us. Uh, I'm pleased to announce as well this year there will be another Christmas special. Um, the Christmas special will involve drinking whilst recording, <laughs> so that should be fun. Uh, hopefully we've got a few ideas for that and should make it a bit of a laugh. But uh, for me... I'm done. We out. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs. And remember, to dare is to do.